Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you. Here we have, uh, you know, last week we talked about, we're in Matthew chapter 26. We were in chapter 26, verse 1 to 14. Here we are, we're at the, you know, uh, celebration of the Passover with his disciples. And we see, you know, before the Passover, you know, we can see how the feast, the seven-day feast of unleavened bread, which begins on the era of Passover, in Hebrew we say Pesach, is a week of sanctification. And so the Jews now are being specially set apart for God to be holy as he is holy. It's a time basically for putting away leaven or chametz and keeping it out of the, out of out of, of of our lives, and so we separate the time when our unleavenedness. We we try to become real holy. You know, this is before the Pesach. But this is before Passover, and it's getting ready and preparing ourselves to be very holy. Okay, now this is the Hebrews. Hebrews of the Hebrews, seven-day feast. And so we see here in Matthew chapter 26, we were at one through, uh, you know, chapter uh, 26, one through verse 14, and now we'll pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We ask that your name, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Holy Spirit, Lord, come before us, Father. Work in this study. Be part of this study, Father. Allow me to decrease while you increase and forgive me for my sins, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I always say that because, <laughs> you know, and I mean it. You know, we, we, have our, we have our sins in life, and I'm not saying I'm a habitual sinner. I'm just saying that. I always want to make sure that if there's any hindrance in my own life while the Lord is using me, that, that because he wants the glory, he doesn't want to use a temple that's fill, full of, you know, lies and deceit and so we must be very careful when we're preaching the bible uh james chapter 3 says brother not let many of you become teachers knowing that the you know that the uh the judgment stricter so last week we were in the uh you know the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread and also we talked about the uh you know uh judas Selling Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but yet loses his soul? Or what will a man exchange for his soul? 30 pieces of silver back then was the amount of a slave, a person that a slave would buy. And so, you know, we see it. It's here. Now we're going to get into the radical part this morning, believers. If you turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 26, verse, uh, you know, 1 through 14, and we'll recap that and hit, you know, verse 15. Last week, they plotted to kill Jesus. And Jesus was, you know, Judas agreed to betray Jesus. We talked about the anointing of Bethany and how important it was that Jesus was, you know, he was, the fragment of oil was poured over his precious body for his burial. And that we would never forget the oil that was poured upon his body for our, you know, for, you know, for his body for, it was just a special an anointing. And the disciples saw it and they were, you know, they were indignant uh, saying, why, why was this wasted? And God was like, dude, that oil was not wasted. 
It was for me. And see, Jesus wants us to give all, all for him. He wants us to give to him. Not, not to uh, weird pastors on TV that are begging for your money. He wants us to give to him. What do you mean, Pastor Yos? Well, I'll tell you what I mean. Jesus Christ wants a relationship, not a paycheck. He's saying, look, will you come into a personal relationship with me and pour out your heart to me, your, your prayers? That's, that's really all I want, Jesus says. I mean, yes, I desire obedience and I, I allow mercy, but I really, really want, I want to smell good. Give me your best, Jesus says. I don't want your, uh, you know, money. And of course, you know, money is good for ministry. It furthers the kingdom and not every church is a bad, rotten church, you know. But the people on TV who beg and perform miracles, you know, it's garbage. And so I would suggest to you that you pray about where you put your money don't give it to growing in his word because, you know, we're not a church. <laughs> we're, we're a free Bible teaching verse by verse led by the Holy Spirit. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? You know, for she had done a good work for me. You know, it was for me, not for you. <laughs> you know, Jesus said, for you have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have. For in pouring this fragment of oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Well, Jesus said, as surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done, well, she'll be also, it'll be a memorial to her. And so then we move on. We moved on last week to where Judas was trying to betray Jesus. And we see, as we're in now, Matthew 26, verse 17, it says, Now on the first day, verse 17, of the end of the, it's the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, to him, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare you to eat the Passover? And Jesus said, He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. And I will keep the Pesach Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. Now when evening had come, verse 20, he sat down with the twelve. And 21 says, now as they were eating, he said, as surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, he who dips his hand with me in this dish will betray me. Remember, Jesus, uh, Judas already sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. And as Judas Iscariot, he, may, he went to the chief priest and he said, what are you willing to give me? You know, anything for that instant gratification, but it had to happen. I mean, it's amazing how the religious leaders knew they could not take Christ by an argument, and so they did it by a trickery. And that's what Satan will do. He will 
uh, you know, he'll put it, he'll put that trickery in your mind to where you start negotiating with the unleavened bread. The unleavened, the sin in your life. You start to compromise. What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I go there? What if I do this? Jesus says, stop it. When are you going to submit to me fully and love me? And let me forgive you of your sins and love you back because Jesus says, I'll forgive you. And I will make a new covenant with you, which is my blood on the cross. And so they went down and they were exceedingly sorrowful. You see, this is the, uh, you know, verse, you know, 22 says, listen to this. I want to read this again here. He, go, he tells them in verse 18, go into the city of a certain man, okay? And they go down there and out, and he says, and I will keep the Passover at your house with the disciples. So the disciples did, they, they did as Jesus had directed them, right? He's God. Of course, they're going to listen. It's like some people need Jesus Christ with them, like physically today, it seems like. They have no faith. And we all struggle with that. Hebrews chapter 11. You know, I mean... Especially when it comes to drug addiction. It's almost like we need Jesus Christ there 24-7. Don't do that. You know, hey, Jesus, I won't do that. You know, it's like, it's bad. Now listen to this. It's important. So we see how the disciples did as Jesus directed. And they go down there to the man. They go down, they get it prepared. And this is the radical part that happens now. You know, they were sorrowful. Each of them began to say, you know, Jesus said here in 19, uh, as they're preparing the Passover, and when he'd come, he sat down with the 12, and now as they were eating, he said, he said to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written to him. But woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Wow. All the anguish, all the pain, all the hurt that people cause when they pretend to follow Jesus Christ. And the sad part is they don't believe in hell because they want to satisfy that alcoholism or that drug addiction or that mental illness that they, that they may have. Or they, just, they want to have this power that represents nothing in God's eyes. And he's power playing the disciples. He was a fraud, an insert. He never was of, of me, the Lord says. And the sad part is Jesus would have gave Judas Iscariot a chance to repent. But he hung himself. He gave up. Like a coward. He gave up. We don't need to harm ourselves. Jesus says, you don't got to hurt yourself. I will take your spot and forgive you for your sins wherever you are right now. I don't care where you are, Jesus says, in your sin. No, I've been past the point of no return. Jesus says, oh, you, you rubbish. 
There is no point of return with me. I will forgive you until you deny me on your deathbed. Jesus Christ is so faithful to us that we have no idea how powerful he really is. <laughs> and how merciful and loving he, he is towards us. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, God did. Here we are at the most pinnacle part of the Bible where now Jesus is now dipping his, he's dipped his hand in the hummus or the bowl of water. And the reason why there's no lamb there at the table is because in the morning they already ate the lamb. It was already prepared because Jesus, excuse me, there was no lamb because Jesus was the lamb. Jesus was the lamb and he is the lamb of God. <laughs> that was the point where they take the lamb in Israel and that un the unspotted lamb, they, the clean lamb and they pray and they say, sacrifice the lamb for on the altar in the temple and Jesus said, I am the I am that lamb. And you don't got to take me to no altar because I am here right now. And you, Judas, will betray me. You. And you notice there's condemnation all, all already, no conviction with him. It's con condemnation because the devil's condemning Judas because Judas is a crook, a snitch, a liar, and a thief. He's a snitch. And he snitched on Jesus, he ratted him out, and now he's going to the gallows, his own death. This is what happens. It's like life. Hear no evil, see no evil. Move on, give it to God. Believers out there, if you see somebody doing something wrong, pray for them. You don't need to tell the whole world and just keep your mouth shut. It's, it, it's a Jesus thing. Here we have Jesus. Now he has to deal with his disciple. And, and he confronts them. We don't need to be the CIA, Christians in actions. We need to be the sheep in action. That means get on our knees and pray for our enemies and love them. <laughs> love them. Love covers a multitude of sins. I was raised that way. Love. In Hebrew, ahava. In Israel, we used to walk around and the rabbis would say, ahava, ahava, ahava. <laughs> you know, give us candy and, and ahava. Here we have the plot to kill Jesus now and now we're at the Lord's Supper and now we see uh, Jesus is now, uh, you know, he's dipped his hand with him. With He says here, I, he answered and said, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good that for this, that man had not been born. Listen, this is important because Jesus is doing two things here. Number one, he's saying it's going to be written already. It has to be written. My father said, I have to go down for your sins. Jesus said, I have to take the bullet for you no matter what. I have to take my life for you because I love you. I love everyone. Jesus says, I'm taking a bullet for everyone, for murderers, 
for thieves, liars, sexual immorality. He's taken a bullet for every sin, drug addiction, you name it. He's taken it and he's saying, I am laying it down for you so that you can pick it up and say, you want a personal relationship with me and you're done. Jesus is doing that. That's number one. Number two, now you cut that off in half and you go to the second part of it. What is the second part? Believers, the second part is this. Don't betray Jesus. Don't be a rat. Don't be a snitch. Don't stink on people. Leave them alone. Give it to God. Don't walk around the church saying, he did that. He does this. He did this. Don't be a dirt digger. It's the Hebrew thing we have. Don't be a dirt digger. Don't get it. Don't have a shovel at church and you see someone with a bad pass and you're digging up their pass and you're throwing it in their face. Leave it alone. Dirt stays outside. You don't got to dig it up and throw it in people's eyes. We all know what we are. We're all sinners, believers. But Judas had a chance to say, I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. I've sinned against you. And in fact, I think he did kind of feel bad in the end. And he threw the silver back at the feet of, the, of, of, the, of, of Caiaphas, the high priest and all them. And he was, he felt convicted. The devil condemned him and God convicted him. And, he, and I believe in my heart, it's, it was truly up to Christ where we don't know where he is to this day. The Bible doesn't say where Judas is, if he's in heaven or hell. But I don't want to be on that Block where I, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Do you guys believe where you're going? If you don't know where you're going, believers, if you don't have any idea tomorrow morning, if you wake up in eternal judgment and you don't know where you're going, you need to know right now. It's important. Note takers, it's, listen, it's important because Jesus is saying one will betray me. And he's saying that the uh, deity... The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is real. It's going to get deep. Believers, listen to this, man. Whew. And they're exceedingly sorrowful, right? We read that. And he dipped his hand in the dish. And we go to verse 25 and he says this. Basically, the last part of verse 24, he's saying, Jesus is saying, it's a good for it's good for that man if in if if he had not been born. What do you mean? It's simple. If you're going to serve Jesus, serve him. Don't be one foot in and one foot out, believers. Serve him. Take him. Receive him and receive the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. And move. Let the Lord in you. Move. But if you don't want Jesus, don't play games with him. Because he loves us. And it, it hurts my heart to see people one foot in, one foot out. I cry at night for them. And I pray for all believers. The Bible says when one part of the body hurts, it suffers, the whole body suffers. And so we see... In verse 26, verse 25, I mean, then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? And he said, you have said it. You have said it. He already knew the future. And he knows the past. 
But Jesus doesn't take your past and throw it in your face. Satan does. Satan is a liar. He's an evil maggot who takes your past and throws it in your face. Every time you re-sin or you have a problem with that sin, he'll take that sin and he'll throw it back in your face and say, look at what you did to your father. You are not good enough. Jesus, listen, he'll say, you're not good enough. Satan will say, you're not good enough for Jesus. You'll never, ever make it. You'll never make it. You'll never, ever make it uh, uh, with Christ. You keep doing the same sin. You're a loser. Don't go following God. Go back to your past. Stay in your past. Stay in your little closet. Stay in your house. Don't go out for Jesus. Don't go witness. He's a fear monger and he wants you to isolate because isolation is the key key for Satan so he can put you on an island with coconuts and next thing you know it, you're crazy. And he says, I got you. Jesus says, get out there and fellowship. Get out there and go to church. Get out there and find a church that's good. Don't focus the problems on the church. It's not the church. God uses the pastor and he gets the glory. God does and we fo- that's it. We don't need to focus on people's past or their future. Focus on our own relationship. Mind our own businesses and Jesus, believers. And you'll live a cool, awesome, radical life with Jesus. Amen? Amen. I got friends from all walks of lives. I love everybody. Listen, believers, here's the radical part. Because Jesus institutes his supper. And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he gave to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is of my body. The body, he's given them his body, bro, for, for, for the world. He's given them his body. Listen to this. This is so intimate and so radical. I can't be, I'm just on fire for it. No, I'm not Pentecostal, but I love you guys. He's, he's giving it to his body. He says, take this as my body in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many, for the many of the remissions of sins. Right there, the red wine represents the blood of Christ. Drink it. Drink of me. Drink of me. Oh, how Radical it is. Oh, how holy it is to drink of you, Lord. He's talking about laying your problems to the side and drink of it. Drink of his love feast. Wow. Many, man. This is a covenant which said for many of the remissions of sin, but I say to you, I will not drink of this. Listen. He says, verse 29, but I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit out, I mean, of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new, when you, with you in my father's kingdom. Wow. I want to cry. It's so, it's so powerful. Can you imagine that? He's saying, I love you guys. In Hebrew, anil chevotach achis. Anil Hevotach, Achis, brothers. Remember me. Wow, I'm so, I'm so amazed. Remember me. I'm coming for you. Wow, I'm so sorry, believers. I, I, I'm sorry, it's just so powerful. I'm coming for you. You don't have to suffer anymore. He says, I'm coming for you, believers. And I love you. 
I love you. Take this blood in remembrance of me when they whip me and beat me and hurt me and kill me. I'm going to the cross for your sins, believers. Wow, how amazing this is, man. Can you imagine that? He took all that for us. We're all, we're all losers. We're born, we're, we, we're sinners. <laughs> That's amazing. And he says, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. You're going to get a mansion. You're going to get a mansion, man. A new house. A Ferrari. You won't even need one. You'll be able to just zip through heaven, man, in the sky. <laughs> Celestial bodies, man. It's, I'm just so excited. Listen. Verse 30 says, and then they, and then they had, listen to this, and we'll end with this. Verse 30 says, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Boom, we stop right there and listen to the hymn. I'll tell you the hymn that they sung. I will tell you the hymn. I'm sorry, man. This one made me cry, you guys. Listen, the words of Psalm 118 is what they sang. I thank you. Ani Rabbah. In Hebrew, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118. Thank you, Father. Oh, wow, Lord. Thank you for this radical time, Lord, and Holy Spirit, thank you. I'm so honored, Father, just to represent you, Lord, and forgive me, Lord, for anything I've caused anybody, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I'm so on fire for you. I love you, Lord, and I want to be right every second of the day. Oh, what an awesome God you are, Lord. Forgive us all, Lord. Whoever's out there, forgive us all for our sins. Holy Spirit, we love you. We thank you. We need more of you, Father, and less of us. Oh, what a... Oh, what a hard world we live in, Lord. And I cry for the, the world, Lord. I, I, I pray that you come and start a revival, Father. Please, Lord, let your revival come through this world and, and, and let you be glorified, Jesus. It's about your love and your mercy, Father. We're sinners, Lord, and I pray for the children in the schools. I pray for the government, Father. I pray for this government, Lord. I pray that you... Raise up a godly leader, Father. A godly leader, Lord, that will bless your name, Jesus. We ask this, Father, in your holy name, believers, get out there. In Jesus' name, amen. And show your love to the sinners because you were once a sinner and you still are. Show your love to the world. Say, Father, I want to show my love to you, Lord, by being an a, 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 a awesome, radical believer. Let the Holy Spirit, the fruit in you come, Father. And, and, and Lord, we pray that you just have these people make that prayer. Say, Lord, come in me, Father, and the fruit. Let the fruit be known to the believers out there so that your Holy Spirit can work. That's what Jesus wants, believers. He, he, says, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Listen, apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> we need them, man. We need it. 
We need Jesus. It's the Psalms he sung. It's so radical. This is the hymns, Psalm 118. It's amazing. Salvation, he wants to give it to you. But don't reject the coming of the Messiah. Don't don't be the Judas Iscariot. Be what God has called you to be. Even if you can't preach, even if you can't teach, be what God has called you to be. Be all you can be in God's army. I love you guys and I thank you for growing in this word. May the Lord bless you this week and next week we're going to talk about how Jesus predicts Peter's denial because, you know, we all have our moments with Jesus and then we're going to get into the prayer in the garden. We're going to talk about the arrest enemy and we're going to talk about how Jesus faces the Sanhedrin we're getting into the part now where Jesus Christ is going to lay it down the king is going to die for our sins God bless you guys and may the Lord bless you anybody struggling out there remember Jesus Christ is in love with you you don't need man you have Jesus call upon Jesus and say Lord forgive me for my sins I want to come to you Lord and I love you Jesus I want to be Relaxed. I don't want to worry anymore. I don't want to fret no more. I don't care about problems and trials because it doesn't matter. We're here one life and we're gone with you in the next and we're into your kingdom and we're living in that mansion. Just don't fret no more. Jesus loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word, man.